things fired up. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio, and of course, live on Sirius XM Channel 167. We missed you last week on Channel 167. Those Raptors were playing a game, but not tonight. You're going to be able to join in and have some fun talking short track racing across Canada and the U.S., and we're going to get to that in just a minute. I'll tell you who we got coming on the show. But, Junior, what a weekend in NASCAR. Another beauty this weekend with the trucks, the Xfinity cars, and, of course, the cup race just about to finish. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, Man, it, what a diverse schedule <laughs> that we've seen this year. Uh, we've seen some incredible racing thus far. Um, I absolutely love the truck race. Watched flag to flag. Well, all three races today. Uh, obviously, not watching the last you know couple laps here in the in the Cup race, but um, just been a phenomenal weekend of uh, of of top three series racing as well. Uh, got a chance to take in a little bit of dirt action through the week. Um, Did you? Uh, over at uh, at Bristol Motor Speedway, there was some great coverage of the Dirt Track Nationals happening uh, uh, on the high banks, uh, kind of as a as a preparation for uh, the Cup race coming up uh, in a few weeks. Uh, you know, they they've uh, they started a, a wicked event uh, in in 2021, and and uh, uh, got a chance to take in some of that as well. So. Uh, on top of that, lots of cool news happening. Lots of, uh, you know, there's lots of excitement built around around the sport right now. So it's been exciting. Good weekend for the Canadian contingent down in uh, NASCAR. Of course, not only on the in the truck division, Stu Friesen had a decent weekend. Uh, but how about Xfinity? Uh, things were looking really, really good for Mario Goslin's DGM team with Alex Labbe and. Uh, just, just the whole situation. Uh, good on those guys. Uh, they they had a decent weekend. I know it didn't work out the way they wanted it to at the end, but man, that showed some huge, huge promise. All that hard work that Mario and his whole team are putting in, starting to pay dividends, Junior. Yeah, and you know they they definitely turned heads in qualifying. Obviously, putting all three cars that they brought uh, with Ross Chastain, um, uh, Partis, and as well Labe. Um, uh, you know, putting all of them in the top 10 and qualifying, advancing to the final round, all of that great stuff. Um, they raced very well. Obviously, Chastain led a bunch of laps. Uh, you know, Labe was pretty decent, uh, had a little bit of issues out on the racetrack. Um, but, you know, overall, uh, they, they brought home three straight race cars. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like they were tore up. So I think when uh, when we roll into uh, the next couple of road courses, uh, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. They proved that, uh, that they can get the job done. They can run for the win. Um, 
you know, it's not like they led a bunch of laps at the beginning of the race. It was towards the end where where the uh, you know the strong showing came. So it's uh, it's definitely interesting. DGM, uh, you know, it's not a surprise. You look at the best results that Alex Labe has had behind the wheel road courses, and yep, uh, yep. Um, they've they've done a masterful job with that stuff. And and I think there's more to come. And I, I think that uh, you know with the the road course schedule or road courses that are on the schedule. Um, they're even stronger for a team like DGM. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what they can put together when they when they roll into the next one. I was not too long ago. I was the oval guy. Uh, I just couldn't watch any sort of road racing. It wasn't for me. I love the oval track stuff. Um, I just wasn't a road course guy. And uh, going back in Race Time Radio, going back uh, quite a few years now, uh, but I had Ron Fellows on this very program. And, of course, Ron Fellows is, uh, let's call him our Canadian ringer, road course ringer. And uh, uh, speaking with Ron, not only in interview, uh, but sitting down with Ron and talking to him, just, you know, just him and I. And uh, I said, Ron, I got to, you know... Probably no secret here, but I'm not a road course guy. I am straight oval track, and uh, I said, I can't see that ever changing. And he said, listen to me, please, listen. I want you to give this race, and it it, it was the Xfinity back then. It was nationwide. Ronda was going to be in the race, and uh, they were racing at Road America. Mm -hmm. And he said, will you do me a favor this weekend and watch the race? Don't give it just a couple of laps. I need you to really, really sit down and watch the race. And I'll never forget it, Joe. Uh, My dad and I um, sat down. Uh, It was Saturday afternoon, and I said to my dad, we're going to watch the NASCAR race today. And he said, "What? Uh, no, they're at a road course. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, yeah, they're at a road course. But I talked to Ron, and he really wants me to give this thing a try. He said to me that if I would give it an honest look that I'd probably turn into a race fan of road courses. And I said, I highly doubt that, Ron, but I will definitely give it a whirl. I sat down that weekend, my dad and I, and uh, you know what? The the rest is actually history. I am a huge road course fan now. And uh, and it's because of Ron Fellows. It really is. For sure. It's... um but you road know, racing's come a long way too. I think that NASCAR for a lot of years, not not NASCAR the sanctioning body, NASCAR the garage area, uh, the competitor base. You know they they made a lot of people not road course fans. They did by yep. marketing the fact that hey, I'm I'm an oval track guy. You know if we could just get out of here with a with a straight race car and a top ten finish. Uh, you know, guys like Dale Earnhardt would say that, and guys like yeah. you know uh, Bill Elliott. You know and, and they all used to say that. It well, and they would they look would, for guys like Ron Fellows to yeah, get in the car, exactly, so yeah. that they could get the points. Yeah. Uh, because they weren't, they were like me. Yeah, they were just oval guys that didn't yeah. want to be on the road course. Yep, yeah. and you know, through the years, as the points got tighter and tighter, as they changed the points format, you know, every race counts now. <laughs> it's uh, uh, every race is is extremely important. Um, and you know, basically towards the middle to end of Jeff Gordon's career, um, towards the middle to end of Tony Stewart's career, that's when those guys started turning it on 
and they yeah. turn the wick up. Yep. And your regular guys that could win on an oval now are contending for wins consistently on the road courses and proving that with effort, with skill, or, or sorry, with effort and and determination that, that you can learn the art of road course racing. And, and uh, for a lot of years, it just seemed mythical to a lot of them. So, um, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, some of the road course races that we've seen in recent days, um, they're they're consistently the best racing, simply because the strategy plays out the in, the entire race. Yep. Uh, the you know it, the the actual on track racing can get spread out, but it still be exciting because there's so many varying strategies. Yep. You know when yep. you look at at a race on an oval track. They're pigeonholed, you know, into a, a certain strategy. Right. Now, they're not necessarily on the same lap. They don't pit on the same lap. You know, there's there's a little bit of variance there. But when the pit cycle ends, it's basically the same race. On road courses, it's not that way. You can choose two stops or you can choose three um, or, or whatever the distance is, uh, you know, that, that, pays, that plays out. Um, and that strategy comes into play so dramatically at the end of the race because it, it's, you know, like a funnel. Everybody ends up in the same spot with the same chance of winning on different strategies and, and different advantages with tires or weight or, um, you know, fuel and all that stuff. So I, I'm a firm believer that uh, if you're not a road course fan, you know, definitely take Braun Fellow's advice and, and sit down and watch the entire thing. Key in. Don't have any distractions, and by the end of it, you'll be a fan. Yeah, you will be. I guarantee it. And if you want the best ticket possible in Canada, when it comes time for road racing, I'll tell you what. Uh, you can't go wrong with the NASCAR Pinty Series at CTMP. Uh, huge, huge fan. You won't believe the speed that our guys are doing down the long shoot at CTMP. They're hitting like 170 miles an hour down the back. Um, it's amazing. You got to see that. And next year when the NASCAR camping world truck series gets back up on this side of the border, it is, uh, guaranteed, uh, it's our ultimate NASCAR weekend and it happens at CTMP, but I digress a great, great road course weekend. Um, and, and, uh, just a super fan. I, I enjoyed the whole thing. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show. Is it over yet, Junior? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Uh, right after break number one, we're going to catch up with driver of the 08 in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, we're going to continue our preview and we're going to check in with Nick Noggle, Nicholas Noggle in the 08 car. Junior, I believe... Uh, if, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, Nick Noggle could be the favorite to win the championship in 2022. What do you think of that statement? Could be a favorite. I don't think that there is a, the favorite in, in the pro stock tour. I don't think that anybody could nail it down to, to being the favorite. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a couple of years now that that's been proven to me. Um, but if you threw his hat in the ring and called him a favorite to win, I would say yes and, yeah. and fully agree with you. Um, he's came a long way in a short period of time. Uh, he's traveled. He's raced against the best in the country. He's raced against the best in, in North America. Uh, he's proven that he can get the job done. Um, he's won. You know, he's finished yep. uh, high up there. Um, won in the pro stock tour. And he's, 
He's definitely, uh, he's got the equipment. His team is, uh, you know, just when they roll in, you can tell that they're, that they're there to race. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I would definitely call him a favorite um, in, not just in the Pro Stock Tour, in any late model race that he rolls into, on the crate late model style side. Right. Right, if you right. rolled in, if you rolled in as a super late at a different track, I wouldn't call him a favorite. I would say that he he'd be a competitor, though. A contender, a contender. Anyway, we got Nicholas Nago going to join us. Uh, we'll also continue our NASCAR Pinties preview as we've been doing the last three four weeks. Uh, we got two different drivers going to join us tonight. How about a crafty, and I mean crafty veteran uh, driver of the number sixty four in two thousand and twenty two. We got Mark Dilley going to join the show. Haven't talked to Mark in a long, long time. Mark Dilley going to join us. He's going to be back, Junior, for a full season at NASCAR Pennies this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's exciting. You know, when you look at uh, at what that team and and what they have built over the last couple of years, um, you know, they they I think that they would be the first ones to say this. They started to lag back in before the pandemic. You know, when uh, towards towards the end, uh, you know, of, of 18, 19. Um, and, and they weren't at the traditional, you know, form that Mark Dilley was in for for so many years. Right. He, right. He's always been a contender, um, not at every race per se, but nobody is. Um, you know, he's always been a contender throughout the season. And, you know, throughout 18 and 19, we've seen, you know, kind of a a. a changing of the guard if you will uh within the team and and you know it was towards the end of Kerry Mix's uh ownership days and yep. and all of those things um and you know they they had to go back to the drawing board um you know TJ Renamato was stepping in uh, back then um and you know partnered up and and I know that the relationship that Mark Dilly and Renamato have formed um is is just incredible and there's nobody in the sport that's better at attracting sponsorship. When you look at any car that Mark Tilly has driven, um, the guy has got partners galore. Yeah, 64. And when I seen he, the 64, yeah. first thing I thought of, Sega Genesis. That's what Mark had on his car. I'm going to ask him tonight. I don't know what year that was, but I'll bet it was uh, late 80s. No, it was at Sobel Speedway. When we had when we had the cast car race at Sobel Speedway, you're right. Sega you're right. Genesis was a yellow. So that was 1995, actually. Yeah, it was 1995. Yeah. Now he he had NTN bearings for a lot of years. He sure did. And yep. uh, you know, with with the whole the whole program that uh, that they've built though, um, with White Motorsports, um, with the O2 car with TJ Renamato behind the wheel and the 64 of of Dilly. Um, you know, last year was was kind of the first year of the way that it, it came together, uh, and I think that it was a little bit overwhelming for for everybody involved because really, um, you know, David White had had you know D uh, Donald Teej right w was was part of the WMI team. Yep, that's uh, right. And and as well fielding the sixty four and the O two, as as well as a couple of rental deals throughout the year. Um, just an incredible amount of work uh, for a growing team. It's not like it's not like he's had an established team for twenty years, right? Right. Right. Uh, David White and his whole camp have, have been growing and cultivating and and hiring and, and getting people and, and personnel. And I think that that throughout the beginning portion of twenty twenty one, it was a very trying time 
Uh, we've seen it with parts failures and all that great stuff that you see with with a growing team. Ah, learning but process. You look at last year towards the end of the year. Yep. And in that sixty four, Mark hurt his back, um, and and you've seen J.R. Fitzpatrick uh, in that in that car. You've seen Brandon Watson in that car, um, and um, you, you know you, you've seen. A, a tremendous amount of speed, even when when Dilly was in it towards the middle portion of the year. Yep. yep. I think that they are going to surprise a tremendous amount of people heading into this year. Well, you know, you see healthy Mark. Yeah. And I mean, and the learning process well underway now, and you know, water under the bridge. Yep. Now it's time for results, right? Yeah, and I think that. Uh, you know, just the way that they've structured everything, the way that, that White Motorsports is operating. Now, I know that it's it's a separate team, so to speak, but it's fielded out of that shop. The equipment that they have, the cars that they have are beautiful. Yeah. They're they're arguably the nicest cars in the field. Right. Not just the looks of them and the paint that's on the outside of them, but when you look at them, they're works of art underneath the skin. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do, though. And I'm looking forward to catching up with Mark because he, he's – um, he's been putting out lots of content. You can tell that he's excited heading into this year. Yeah, that's awesome. We're going to hear from Mark Dilley a little bit later. Also talking NASCAR pennies. How about Sam Fellow? Sam made his debut in 2021 in the NASCAR penny series. Of course, son to Ron Fellows. Uh, he is a brand ambassador as well at CTMP. Uh, so we got a couple of things we can talk to Sammy about tonight on the show. Thought it'd be a great guest to get on here. Uh, we'll touch on his NASCAR program, find out what all he can let us know about. But then, of course, we'll dive right in. Uh, the second Pinty's race of 2022 is going to be at CTMP, Victoria Day. Uh, Victoria Day weekend, always a huge, huge weekend in NASCAR and at CTMP. We'll talk to Sammy about that. And then, of course, in hour number two, we've got to be talking tonight about the Western Rattler 300 and the Western Rattler 100. Tonight, we've been having all the late model guys on, Junior, not tonight. We're going to talk to a street stock driver. Uh, of course, the street stock's got to be extremely excited. Going to be a big payday, pay weekend, if you will, for the street stocks out in Penticton, B.C., uh, we've got Ellie Dunseth. I do believe I'm pronouncing her last name correct, but we'll find out for sure. Uh, Ellie is going to join us on the program. We'll talk to her. She's a young lady getting ready to go in her street stock at Penticton Speedway in what will be a history-making opening event out in Penticton. It's going to kick off the 22 racing season here in Canada. It's going to be the biggest race to kick the year off. Uh, out on the West Coast, and uh, in case you haven't heard, we will have absolute live flag-to-flag coverage of the whole weekend on Racetimeradio.com. But come Saturday, when it is the Street Stock, uh, uh, the Western Rattler 100 and the Western Rattler 300 for the Super Slash Prolate models, we will have live flag-to-flag coverage right here on Sirius XM. So you're not going to miss not a moment. And that's what we've got coming at you tonight here on the program. So what do you say we hit break number one? And while we do that, Susie Q will get Nick on the hotline, and we'll get tonight's festivities 
underway. Sound like a plan? Yeah, get yourself some watermelon as well. Oh, Ross Chastain must have won. Yep. Look at that, the watermelon men. I got a story to talk (laughs) uh, to tell you about Ross Chastain when we come back. Stay with us, uh, Nick, on the other side of the break. Hey, Rick Reams, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Label teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100 and a super pro late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at Racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick, quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is Quickwick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com and they ship to your door. Quickwick fire starters. They work. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. <laughs> Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's race time radio. 
Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Safe to say, Junior, I got my quick, quick license, didn't I? It's nice and warm down here. That quick, quick worked, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If, if I have to get up, it's, if I stop talking, it's because I fainted. <laughs> it's about 1,800 degrees in no, the studio right now. come on. Uh, maybe 90. The only, the maybe only radio studio in the world that is heated with a wood stove. Yeah. How Canadian is that? That's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Eh? And I use Quick Quick each and every time, and they work perfect. Let's get back <laughs> to the hotline, shall we? And we'll bring in uh, a, a team I know is red hot. And raring to go for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour to get fired up. Race number one, Scotia Speed World. It'll be the scene for race number one on the long weekend in May. The driver is the 08. His name, Nicholas Noggle, and he joins us on the hotline. What's going on, Nick? How are you, buddy? Good. And yourself? How are you guys tonight? Doing fantastic, man. How's that 08 car? You got her all tuned to Zoom or what? Uh, you know us. We'll be working on those things probably till the night before, but definitely looking forward to the season. Now, how many setups will you put in it in between now and uh, that <laughs> first race? Because I imagine you guys get into the shop, I don't know, Monday, Tuesday. This setup will be in the car. By the time you hit about 10 o'clock on Friday night, after that little box over there is kind of half empty, it'll be, hey, I got another idea. Let's put this setup in it. Yeah, no, that's, we're definitely not out of the question about changing stuff. I mean, we've been doing a lot of R&D around here for the last couple of years, and uh, I know for myself, I'm not scared to throw something random in it right before the race because I'm confident in my team. They know what they're doing. Yeah, you guys know how to get it done. Nick, I said off uh, the top of the show, and I'm just telling everybody who we got coming on, I kind of think you are going to be that guy this year that uh, Craig Slonwhite is the champion for 2021. Craig had an incredible year last year. He'd be the first to admit it. Uh, we had him on each and every time he won, and the guy won right like back to back to back. And even he was shocked, saying, man, I can't believe I won another race. I'm glad I did. The team did a great job. But he said, like, I'm even surprised at myself the success we're having. But honest to God, Nick, I've been watching you for quite a few years now. I kind of think it's your turn. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I've, I'm not going to lie. We've never been in the championship game. We're just not. We don't try and race like that. We race every race and we try to win. But uh, that's what we look forward to. And I, I know we've progressed a lot in the last two years, big time. Like I say, our, our program's taken off immensely. And uh, I'm just I'm real proud of our guys. We are just a family of our team. So we got no big backing, nothing like that. But uh, we work hard, and we, we try and get it figured out. Well, and you guys do, and you do a great job at it, too. Uh, what would it mean to you to win a championship? Is it something, like I know you just said, that you guys don't really race like that. You try and go after the wins, and I guess the points will take care of themselves. But at some point, Nick, in your career, I think you're going to look at it and go, okay, guys, we've done that. We've got our wins. Let's go after that championship. Yeah, yeah. I I can't say I don't want to win one. We all want want to have that trophy, and it would be a big deal for me. I mean, I grew up watching the sport. I I seen all the boys win them, Don Fleming and all of them, and it, it was a big deal for me to watch that. And I'd love to have one sitting on my mantle, and I'd love to be able to give my father one. And just just to go out there and do it would be a huge accomplishment. 
accomplishments for us. I, I always find that we, we're hot and cold. We're good, 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 and then we'll have the off week, and then we'll be good again. And it's just, it'd be real good to have a full season come together like that. Nicholas, looking at uh, the the traveling side of things, you were you were kind of a trendsetter, if you will, uh, uh, heading down south and and getting after it. You were uh, on the on the East Coast side for a lot of years. Um, it seemed like the East Coast guys would would uh, you know you would see them at like races like the Oxford two hundred and fifty and and you would see them you know kind of on the on the northern side of the U S. and and maybe you know one or two of you would go down to Speed Week. Um, now we're seeing, you know, a, a large contingent of, of East Coasters, um, you know, making the trip down to whether it be North Carolina to Hickory or or Nashville or or Florida for the Speed Weeks or or, or even the Derby. Um, you 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 were on the front edge of that uh, before the pandemic, um, and and we haven't seen you travel since then. Um, where can we expect to see the 08 car outside of the, the East Coast International uh, Pro Stock Tour? Yeah, I, uh, this season we, we plan on having a big season. This, this whole uh, COVID thing, having us locked down the last couple of years, I, it sucked. But at the same point in time, I'm, I was a business student. I was in the process of finishing up an engineering degree and just staying busy that way. So. It sucked, but it, it worked out for me. But I can tell you for sure, this season, we are racing. We, our first race planned, we plan on going to run Nashville prior to this post-doc tour season. We're going to race most of the season, and we're going to go across the border as many times as we possibly can to try and get a full season in. Now, will will that be in in a pro stock or a super or a super late? What's the uh, like in a, in a pro late model, like a crate late crate late style car, or a super late, uh, or or a little bit of both? I mean, I'm I'm like I say, I want to do as much racing as possible. So we definitely have some plans with some super stuff down there. Cool. We uh, we're gonna run our pro car a few times as well. We. Like I say, if if there's nights that we feel like we can run both, we definitely will run both. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to getting down south racing again. I'm looking forward to going back to the World Series of Asphalt next year and, and just getting everything going again. We're with Nicholas Noggle tonight. He's out on Canada's East Coast, out in Nova Scotia somewhere. Don't know exactly where home is. We'll find out. Uh, Nick, when you look at the Pro Stock Tour schedule... Uh, you got Scotia Speed World. You got Riverside. The boys head out to Oyster Bed Speedway out in PEI. Beautiful little racetrack there. Uh, you've got New Brunswick where you're heading off to Petty. Uh, there a good variety of racetracks. Which out of all of those tracks is your number one? I love it. I can't wait to get there. And which one is your Achilles heel? That uh, when you look at it, you go, okay, we got our, we got to get our poop in the group here. We, 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 you know, we're done not having good results at this track. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, I think this is a, this is going to be pretty obvious, but uh, can't we get to get back to Riverside? I just, I, I enjoy the way the race there. I mean, we've got a couple wins there now. I enjoy going to that track, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also looking forward to racing Scotia this year. We've been so close so many times last season that. I know we have the car to do it. We just need everything to play out right. And then uh, we need to get our petty program a little bit better. And 
I'm looking forward to developing that this year. We have some ideas we've been thinking about all off season, and I think we can really get things going back good there. And if we do, I feel like it'll help Oyster Bed as well. Yeah, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Finally, we're going to get actually a full year of racing. At least that's what it looks like right now. This looks more like uh, what would come after 2019 or what should have happened after 2019 season. Uh, It just took three years to get us to where we're going, but uh, it's going to be awesome to get a full season in. Uh, How about the team? Who have you got lined up on the team all the same guys? Have you added any new uh, contributors? And how about sponsorship on the 08? Yeah, I have a great team of guys. They've been with me since day one. I mean, I can't thank my mom and my dad enough. They're, they're my biggest supporters. My girlfriend, she comes out every race. Like, they're all there for me. But the crew of guys that help, I mean, I can't thank Matt, Mark Blackburn enough, Kenny LaBelle, uh, Nick. I can't thank Beach, Dave. Like, I just have so many boys that help me out every week. Day in, day out. Mike McDonald, his daughter actually comes out and helps. I go and help her with her band and they come over to class and they their hand up. Can't thank them enough. And like I say, just all the guys that show up with me every week at the track, they're there. They're, they're big support for me. And I, I can't thank them enough. How many 08 cars are in the shop there? Uh, you probably got two or three of them that all look the same. Everybody thinks that's oh, that that's Nick's car, but Nick's probably got a lot more than just one that looks like that. How many you got rolling in, rolling around in there now? <laughs> that's, that's definitely a good question. There's, there's three of them sitting in the shop right now here, waiting, raring to go. We got a couple of Van Doren cars and. Uh, that's another program I can't think enough. Like Butch and John Van Doren, they're they're great people. They've helped us out a big time. And then I have my big motor car, which is actually Clattenburg's fabrication car. And uh, yeah, they're they're just all great cars. Like I can't I can't say which way I lean one way or the other because honestly, when we're doing the setups and everything in them, they're all real good. Do you name them? You see a bunch of teams, and they always they always name them. I, I think of you know Dylan, obviously Dylan Black Betty. Yeah, but right? you know you look at uh, like Penske back in the day, and you would hear Rusty Wallace talk about uh, talk about Hot Rod or talk talk about one of those cars that he's got. Midnight. You know, you, you, yeah, Midnight. You, you look at uh, uh, Steckley Motorsports. They got Cowboy and Springsteen, and they got a bunch of different names. Do you, do you name them? Do you, do you have like a special relationship with each one of them? <laughs> I, I'm not big into the naming. I won't lie on that part. It gets me, in in my opinion, you, you start to get a car that you kind of know you like better than the other one and, and tending to want to race that one. But in all honesty, out of our staple, like, I just, uh, I, I run each car equally. I don't, I don't try and pick and choose favorites. It's more, if I know that we're going to this track and I think the race is going to go this way, I'm going to try and run car X or car Y or kind of know which each car how each car runs and how i want to race it right on well, so do you know which one you're gonna bring out race number one uh the main long weekend at scotia speed world have you got that picked out yet <laughs> uh i know which one i'm gonna run it's gonna be the fastest one but i can't tell you which one of it, it is <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't tell me anyway would you I can't. Got to keep the carriage close to my chest, right? That oh boy! Are you going to get any testing in before that first race, or what are you thinking, Nick? I tell you, some good testing opportunities would be 
Uh, you know, it's it's a little bit of a drive for you, but uh, head note to Penticton oh, out to the man. out to the Rattler three hundred. Can you imagine? That's, I mean, it's a drive and a half, but uh, it's worth it. <laughs> I think we got our season pretty busy already, but uh, I definitely intend on doing a lot of testing. We 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 truly believe in testing. That's the one downside about the tour is uh, the one week out testing rule makes it hard for some of the teams, but. Uh, I definitely, before this first race, we plan on probably wearing out a couple sets of tires. Yeah, you'll wear them out. Where is home for you? I forgot to ask you that. Whereabouts is hometown? Uh, born and raised in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Ah, right in Dartmouth. That's a good no, oh, you Dartmouth. 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 Myth, myth, myth. You can't, you can't say Dartmouth. No. It's That's Dartmouth. so Ontario. I notice. It's perfectly Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Nick, this is going to be a great season. I sure hope we're out there with your race number one. Uh, it's uh, that man. The tour is uh, it's got to be the best in the country. I can guarantee you that good bunch of guys. And uh, it's going to be interesting to find out not only who wins race number one, but who's ultimately going to try and get Craig's uh, crown on their head. If it isn't Craig, Craig could bounce and do it again this year. Yeah, no, you never know, but uh I definitely tell you one thing, we're not going to stop trying, that's for sure. It's 100% from us. I guarantee it. That's what we love about it, Nick. Uh, you are the reason fans pay money at that gate to go watch uh, that 08 car. He's gonna be, uh, it's going to be awesome to see you. Uh, we've got to thank you for the time tonight on Race Time, bud. Uh, good luck. Get her ready, and we hope to see you out there. Awesome. Thanks for having me, you guys. You you can call anytime you want. You betcha. That is Nicholas Noggle, driver of the 08 in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. He is going to be one to keep your peeper on. Absolutely. He's you know, been quietly moving up. I shouldn't say quietly because when he wins, you know he won. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they party hard. Um, they, you know, when you look at uh, at teams and, and young talent, um, it's it's – we we talk about it a lot and and we have been talking about it a lot on this program for a lot of years now it seems like we don't talk about the young talent as much as we once did in the pro stock tour because the young guys have turned into the veterans now yeah. you know yeah yeah um when you look at that at, just means we're know, getting older junior yeah no i know but you, you look at the 67, you look at the 53, the butcher, the, the butcher camp, really, right? Jared, now a veteran. He's not a rookie anymore. Nobody hasn't but, got that big win yet yeah, either. He hasn't got it yet, exactly. But it's it's definitely coming. And and I would put Nicholas Noggle right in that same category as, as you know, he, he's still part of the youth movement. Um, but he is, you know, he's not a rookie either. So he's he, he's got the seasoned veteran uh, portion to him but he's also you know still young enough to to go out there and make some noise and uh you know his program is is no joke you know his it's it's a full-blown program and um you know you talk about uh the relationship that that the van dorns have with him um they do a lot together you know when they you do. look at the van dorns um they with the Noggle program, um, you know, Butch and Johnny uh, were were instrumental down in, at Speed Weeks when when Nicholas was down there uh, cranking laps out, you know, it, with back to back years. 
Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're not just there watching, they're turning wrenches on those cars and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's part of a program and, and, and growing and cultivating that, uh, that, that winning persona, if you will. And as a family team, like you mentioned, um, you know, they had a lot to learn as well, right? So, um, you know, as they learn the dialogue and as they learn, you know, come up with their own vocabulary of, of what they need to, to do together collectively, um, the sky's the limit. I'm looking forward to seeing him now be able to focus on it. Like he said, he's on the other side of school. Um, and, and he's the type of guy that's going to sink his teeth into it and run. And, uh, uh, with him, you know, basically putting the flag in the ground saying that he's going to have a big year, um, of of racing, you're going to see that 08 car in victory lane a lot. Maybe it can't happen this year. Uh, I'm still hopeful that it can, but maybe it can't happen this year, and it'll have to wait till next year. But if I could get a wish, Junior, what I would wish is someone that has got, like, you know, Fleming or even Nick. I know they've got a big hauler. Get one of those big haulers from the East Coast loaded up with four pro stock cars. Take four of them, load it up, put a driver in behind the wheel, and send it. Go. Where? Where? Send it to BC. Send oh. it to Penticton. Yeah. And the four teams fly out. Mm-hmm. Fly out, race the weekend, and be part of the Rattler 300. I'm telling you, you want the Super Bowl of stock car racing on the West Coast? This is going to be it. And on the return trip. Let's not forget about July 23rd and the IWK 250 at Riverside. Yep. It would reciprocate. I know it would. These guys go out to BC. How much you want to bet you get a bunch of those guys from BC, Carlson, and uh, a, a whole number of them would turn around and make it to the IWK 250. You want to talk about a truly international, or not an international, but a national uh, huge mega event. There's two of them right there. Two of them, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. And you can't get much better than that. I can guarantee you that, my I, friend. I tell you what, though. When when a team has a a tractor trailer, it's not for show. No. There's stuff in there. Oh, yeah. And and there, there, there's a reason why you have a tractor trailer. Yes, and, I know. And, I know. <laughs> you know, so it's when you have that, it's not so that you can bring four other teams with you. No, I and, know. And, I know. and, and. You know, to to be a successful team, um, you know, you have all those things to to be a part of, and and you know, you've got you, you know your spare parts and your crash carts and all those great things. I look at the Pindy series, and when they do the West Coast Swing, you can't tell me there isn't two and three teams that are loaded into that hauler. Uh, there is. There's two or three teams in some of them that are in that hauler, and they're on their way to the West Coast, and them. that's the only way they can pull it off. Some of them. It's yep. economical yep. to do it that way. Um, yep. I, and you know what? This all hit within, what, 90 days. Yeah. So it doesn't give the guys a real long runway. We're coming off the pandemic and everything else. I still would not doubt you're going to see some participation out of the East Coast. How that looks, I don't know. Whether they send a car, whether they rent cars, I don't know. But I can't, I can't see the guys on the East Coast of Canada knowing that that Rattler 300 is happening out in B.C. at the end of April, I might add, Mm. and their season doesn't start for another two or three weeks. I can't see them sitting on the East Coast going, well, man, uh, I wish we were there. 
because no. they, you know, like they they're gonna want to be there. It's gonna yep. be a huge race. But we gotta hit this break. When we come back, we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna talk NASCAR pindies, and we're gonna do it with a crafty veteran in Mark Dilly. He's coming up next. Stay with us. Hi, race fans. This is Dave Dykstra, sprint driver of the 5D Corpac Oshwegan Sprints, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use a quick wit. These fire starters work, no paper or kindling, and presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick. They work. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was, the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it was just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled life. Lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Label teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. 
And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro light models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100 and a super pro light model western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. Ah, uh, we could use a little of that snowbank right now in here. I'll tell you what, it's cooking in this studio. But uh, I digress. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And continue our NASCAR Pinty Series 2022 uh, preview. Uh, and let's do that with a crafty veteran, a healthy number 64. Mark Dilly is on the hotline. What's going on there, Marker? How you doing? I haven't talked to you in so long. How are you doing? Hi, uh, good, good. Getting through the winter. Shoveling snow today, but... Yeah, I know. Uh, we, th- th- this is just the last little blast, Mark. That's it. Uh, we got summer on the other side of this. Yeah, here's here's hoping anyway. Uh, hey, you got a beautiful number sixty four all shined up, ready to go. How's the season coming along? Uh, good, good. We lots lots on the go, that's for sure. We got uh, obviously we got a few different teams that we we have, so uh, we're just busy, just trying to get all the sponsorship stuff done, and, and you know we fell a little bit behind. We were growing good, and then that last little COVID shutdown there kind of stalled everything a bit so right now it's well feet on the floor and keep shoveling absolutely mark uh i'm gonna hit the rewind button here i'm gonna say that it was 2016 or 2017 at the motorama show uh you did an unveiling and it was beside carrie mix and you know the the group of yous yeah you guys yeah that was 2000 that was 2019 was it 19 so you were interviewed and and you said in the interview, you know, my goal or not my goal, you were it, it was it was our goal, right, as a team, um, yep, is did, to have yeah. is to have you know five drivers and and you know it, you could see it growing into a development program and and all of those things. And I was like, man, that is an that's a lofty aspiration, you know, from where you stood to to that. And look at what you guys have have done. Um, since then, and be, you know, been a part of. I, I look at at you know the RGC Sports and and the the talent that you guys are cultivating together. Obviously, we are talking to you tonight about the '64 car and you going out and and going after some more checkered flags. Personally, as a driver, but behind the scenes, man, you you're building an empire with with the group that you you guys are assembling. It's got to be exciting every single day that you get up. Yeah, I know it's been good. I mean, I mean, we go to five. We have to be affiliated with five or possibly six teams this year. Uh, you know, there's myself, TJ, and uh, Trayton, Gary, Clute, and of course uh, Brandon Watson. So we're, we're excited. Uh, we're excited on that side. And then we, we have some smaller teams that run Sunset and Bravo and some different things there that we're 
trying to help whatever we can with. But no, it's an exciting time. It's a good time, and you know, you know, we're we got uh, there's a lot of good uh, a lot of good talent in there. That's for sure. Mark, when you take a look at the 2022 NASCAR Pinty Series schedule, uh, you got uh, 12 race tracks that you go to for 13 races. Where most are you looking on that schedule saying, okay, this is it. This is the Mark Dilly win. Here's where my next win's going to come. Probably, I think, you know, I've had some good runs in Saskatoon. Um, you know, that's been good. I'd obviously love to win at Sunset, but I know it seems to be, I seem to, for a guy that designed and built the thing, I don't seem to get around it very good. <laughs> I think I overthink it too much. But, uh, uh, you know, that really those, you know, something on an oval. I mean, a road course, I always said, you know, if I could finish, and I think guys get better and better and better each year. You know, if I could finish in the top ten on, on a road course, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy camper. It's, it's pretty tough, a lot tougher than uh, a lot tougher than a lot of people think. There's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good racers, a lot of good road racers, you know, and obviously, you know, you know I'm, I'm an oval racer. So, but I enjoy the, the road course. I, I really, really enjoy it, so. Um, you know, obviously, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That was just a bit of a trick question, but probably a, a best shot's probably in Saskatoon or maybe Sunset. I bet you you're wishing Edmonton was back on that schedule because I was. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it back? Okay, yeah. okay. I, I, my mistake. I didn't think it was on there right now. Uh, I think back to a couple of years ago, and I was listening on uh, on uh, some some broadcast. I don't know where where it was, but I was listening to it. And uh, I can remember hearing, and Mark Dilly takes the lead again. And I thought, yeah. oh, man, Mark, you are it, it's like a Barry Speedway. You just absolutely love that. Yeah, I seem to, I seem to be, dude, I, seem to get, I seem to qualify good there, and I've had a few, I think I've been on the pole a couple times, an outside pole a couple times, and seem to do good, just can't seem to get a real strong finish. But, but uh, you know, I, again, it is on there again, so it's kind of a, it's kind of exactly, it's kind of like a, flat kind of very speedway kind of bull ring push and shove and i like that stuff you know what yeah maybe this maybe this year will be the year for mark dilly to go to victory lane at edmonton that would be cool uh it just looking at the schedule there's a lot of good races we see toronto back on there that's got to be good news because i know you like uh with the ctmp uh, first time i ever went to ctmp gotta tell you junior first time i'd ever been there uh, I, I've gone to see, uh, back then it was a NASCAR Canadian Tire Series race, and I'd never been there, never seen the tour on the road course, and uh, soon I got there. We got there a little bit early. Who did I run into but Mark Dilley? And yep. I said, Mark, I've never been here. Where do I go to watch the race? Like, uh, is there grandstand use? Mark said, no, 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 Joe, you got to go down here. Just go down here. The start-finish line is up there, but you want to be right down there. And you'll see the cars going faster than you've ever seen these things go. And uh, Mark Dilley, excellent advice, and I bet you I've told a 1,000 people where to stand to watch a race at CTMP. You were right uh, dead nuts on, man. That The cars are just flying right at the end of that long straightaway. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how fast they get going, you know, for for what they are, and that it's uh, they, they and every year they go faster. I mean, some of the kids, I can't believe how fast they go. It's just, it's, it's I think we, I think uh, Gary was fast enough that back in the older style Trans Ams, I think he would have qualified with what he qualified last year. I think he would have qualified like fifth or fourth or fifth 
against yeah. a carbon fiber or eight hundred dollars. Like, it's unbelievable how fast they are going now. It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's it's really cool. And you know, NASCAR's done a great job. Obviously, CTMP's done a great job. And all the road all, all the road events. You go to Trois Rivières. You know, it's a class A event. It's just it's fantastic. A lot of people. They do a great job there. They do a great job in the city. Um, well, they all are. They all they're all good. I car they're they're all a lot of fun. And obviously, Toronto's Toronto's. It still blows my mind that you're racing. You look at the windshield and you're looking at the CN Tower. It's kind of kind of different. You know what I mean? It yeah. is a hundred percent. Just walking into the garage area, you know, in in the morning, you, it doesn't feel like you're going to a race, right? It's it just feels it's so yeah. different. It's like That's, you're downtown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's neat, neat to do. And you know, like I said, they've done a great job with them for sure. Mark, uh, uh, you know, I touched on it a little bit at the very beginning of the show. Uh, we talked about who the lineup was coming on and. And, uh, you know, kind of broke down, you know, last season, if you will. Um, yep. You guys you guys had a, a great, you know, entry, um, you know, two cars and, and really part of three cars under the, the WMI program. Um, and and I, looking at it from the outside, looking in at the beginning of the year, it seemed like there was a little bit of, tr- a little bit of trouble gelling, if you will, because of the amount of work and the amount of people that it takes to put these deals together. But towards the middle portion of the season, you guys turned the wick on and you guys found your groove and started finding the speed heading into this year. What does that mean for you guys? Well, like, like it was so new, you know I mean? Everything came together so late with yep. COVID and everything that was happening and the switch, uh, when Kerry decided to retire, we, you know, we had to switch over there. So there was a lot of, a lot of moving pieces that we were trying to get going in a short time. And, you know, David's done a great job there at WMI. Um, you know, so he's, he's moved to a newer shop, a new shop, big shop, beautiful. You know, there's more people in place. There's more people on the team side, on our team sides in place. Um, you know, Trayton will still stay and run out of Scott's out of the 22 racing. They've done a great job and, and Trayton has done a great job. So that we're going to leave that program right where it is. And then uh, uh, Gary will have his own, uh, like his own thing with John. They'll they'll work on their own kind of their own cars, Matt. And then uh, Brandon's mine, and TJ's will come out of David's, and, and he's he's got another team also. So you know, there's there's again, but he's he's we're, it's not like last year where all of a sudden we came to him too much before and said you know here get us this together, and, and it was like a scramble. Like, we're a lot more organized now because cars getting there uh, ready to go, so that's which is good. Um, you know, so we're organized on that side. People, we got a lot better handle on who's going to be where and stuff like that. And it takes there's a lot of a lot of planning to do. You know, so we we we're a lot we're a lot further ahead. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. We are real close to the top of the hour. I got to throw it back to Toronto. Do a 90 second news update, and then we come back for hour two. Can I get you to hang out for a couple of minutes? I still got two more questions, and I didn't yeah. have time to fit them in. Do you have time where you can hang out with I us? Yeah, oh. I'm not going outside. It's too cold. Okay, perfect. Mark, you hang out there. It may get quiet. Uh, you won't hear what's happening here, but uh, we will be back with you in 90 seconds. We are with Mark Daly, and he is going to be in hour number two. But like I say, we've got to throw it back to Toronto and get you up to date on all the uh, news and highlights that you just may have missed over hour number one. And then we will dive into hour number two. More with Mark Dilley in just a moment. Stay right there. We will be back. 
You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight, live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. We have a crafty veteran in the NASCAR Penny Series, the number 64 of Mark Dilley on the hotline with us. Mark, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I got to ask you, man, what would it mean to you to win the championship in 2022? Is that something that you're looking at as a team? Do you guys concentrate on wins and forget about the points? Or are you going to go after that title? Uh, you know, really, I think it'll probably be uh, you know, more more trying to win win some races and get, get some top good top five solid finishes. You know, the points will end up where they end up. Um, you know, I'm not sure the dirt race is all it's all run, and hopefully, I can stay healthy enough. But for me, right now, it's just uh, uh, trying to get uh, you know, really just trying. I want to win another race here and, and get rolling. We've been full. I think we got. Uh, I think we got some good. I got I had a new, brand new oval car that David built me, and I, I drove it once, and then I got hurt and I couldn't drive it anymore. So, so hopefully, I can stay healthy enough to to get through the year and uh, and yeah, just send her. Yeah, send her a record. You're gonna, buddy. You're great. gonna. You're great. gonna win races. I can guarantee it. Hundred uh, percent, Mark. You've always been, and we we talked about it a little bit. Uh, uh, you've always been the guy, the sponsorship guru. You, you know, of the of the tour. You've always had, you know, really decent sponsorship, and and not just decent, but great sponsorship. Uh, when it comes time for looking at at your racing career and and what you've done, obviously there's a there's there's a, a list an arm's length long in the NASCAR Pinty series, the the Canadian Tire series, and and even before that in the Cascar days, uh, and then as well locally, right? How come we've never seen Mark Dilly, you know, in or or take a step or or to try maybe like truck racing or 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 ARCA or something like that at one of the big tracks? Just really, you know, obviously too old now. But you know, over the years we've you know we thought of I lived down south and raced the super late models and all that through there. And yep. you know, when I was younger, it was it was, it was something you're you know your vision at. But the, one of the big problems is typically you know you're you know, sponsorships are busy. You know, you're, you're not just the car; it's everything else you do around it to keep it and keep the relationships going. And 
it just t- takes a lot of time up and, and a lot of money. And, and, you know, to go do something like that, you really want to, I mean, I don't want to go, you know, half-cocked. I want to be rolling on. I want to have a good good piece. And if I went to, I was never going to do it. We just, just couldn't get to that point. Uh, you know, we, you know, hopefully one of these kids, that we got the younger ones, we can try and uh, get them in something down there, and you know, for a couple of which you know, that's that's obviously the ultimate play. So, so that's uh, that's kind of where we'll stay focused now. But you know, I think right now for all of racing, I mean, I think it's in a it's in a good place as far as you know, coming out of COVID and, and people getting you know pumped up in that, and I, we we're getting a lot of calls where, where companies didn't have budgets really prepared for this year because nobody knew if they were going to be able to spend anything on anything. So that's been a bit of a challenge, but, but, you know, on the other hand, I think that, uh, really, you know, for myself, I just, I'm happy with where we're at with it. You know, if I can get through this, it'll be my 40th year in cars. And obviously I've, I've beat up my back and everything else over the 40 years for service. So <laughs> I just want to try and get through the season healthy and, and, uh, you know, try and get through the, the Pinty series. I mean, I, I I owe it to me, and I owe it to, to uh, you know the series itself and NASCAR and everyone that go out there. And, you know, we have fun with it. People people seem to enjoy us horsing around and all that. So you know what? That's uh, that's part of it. And it's it's good to watch the the younger you know the younger kids come coming up through. And then uh, you know still I still love watching Andrew Ranger. I mean the guys you know, guys like that tag me. It's, it's just amazing. They all do a great job, and it's. it's for me, right now, you know, let's try and get a win. Let's try and get some good runs. Uh, I'd love to get another win in Saskatoon. It will be a Leland race, which is obviously my sponsor, longtime sponsor, and I'd love to get a win out there for Diana and, uh, and Byron. But we'll be pushing hard there. Hey, 40 years, make no mistake, Mark Dilley can still get the job done. I totally believe that uh, in my heart, in my mind. Uh, I've been around this game a long time, too, and I can tell when a guy has had it, and I can tell when a guy has still got it. And Mark Dilley, you've still got it. Uh, I can guarantee that. Um, uh, when you look at, uh, you know, the effort that you guys have put together, and, you know, a lot of listeners, uh, they're, 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 well, obviously they're race fans, Mark, and uh, some people want to get more involved with the sport, but they don't know how to do that. Uh, you know, and there's some really good, talented people out there that aren't involved in the sport in any way, shape, or form. Do you have all the personnel that you need to operate this year? Is there any openings if someone was interested and they have an expertise? Is there a way that they can, you know, contact a central point and say, hey, Mark, I'd like to join your team or one of the teams that you're with? Is that a possibility? There, yeah, right now they're just uh, we're just sorting through. Obviously, there's a lot of like I said, a lot of people that, that need to run this, so we're just kind of going through right now because you know you always have some conflict for you know someone's kid has got a wedding or you know what I mean, and you're trying you know not everybody's full time and and uh, and everything, so you still have a lot of volunteer help and that, and you know you try and balance it's a balancing act of who can't make one show or whatever. So right now uh, we're just setting up all the all the teams themselves. I. I to be honest, I know Reno, my crew chief's working on kind of getting everything organized between him and David. But, but you know, anyone can send me a, you know, a, a message on, on. I'm pretty easy to get hold of. My email is probably all over all kinds of things. Or whatever, anyone can send me a message. I mean, and I can obviously sell for it and see where we're at with, with the teams. But, 
you always look for good people. And, and, you know, I say to everybody, if you like racing and you want to get involved, every short track, you know, you just go out and start talking to people. There's, every team needs some help. I mean, we're always looking. You know that, Joe. You've been around, you know, I mean, there's many, many people that need help out there. And, you know, really, you don't even have to know anything. You just got to have the will to do it and want to do it and, and the commitment to support, right? And, that's you know, right. That's what, that's what makes it great. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the family kind of, Whatever they, I, I forget what they, I don't know what exactly what they call us anymore. I don't think I don't think <laughs> everyone's allowed to call us rednecks anymore. But that's no. just the way it is. I mean, and people are, people are welcome you with open arms all the way through this industry, and, and that's what I love about it. It's uh, it's just a good time, lots of fun, and and obviously there's ups and downs like anything. But you know what? I, t- typically, it's it's just a lot of fun. You have a great time on the weekends with it. So. Uh, I think you touched on you know uh, a, a super important point there. And and when when it comes time for somebody crewing or somebody being a track official or or somebody working in the concession, that the number one thing is the commitment side. The you know, dedication. You, got, you, you yeah. got to understand that that you know racing is going to interfere because because of the days where we race. We don't race Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Sometimes we do though, <laughs> right? And yeah. that's the yeah. that's the name of the game is is that you've got to have the ability and and you've got to have the latitude and to be able to do that commitment. You you know, somebody that's that's half-assed on a team. Uh, excuse my language. I'm allowed to say that, I guess. Well, We're on serious half-assed. No, I asked, can I say no, it again? No, you can't. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Once <laughs> but, is okay. But somebody on somebody on the team, you know that that can't that can't commit is is you know detrimental to the team. So it it comes time for or it comes down to somebody that can that can really sink their teeth into it, and and if they feel that they can, it's it's worth the try. And and uh, that's the coolest part about it is that. And you touched on the family aspect of it too. It becomes your friend group, right? It's there's nothing I'd rather do on a Saturday night than than you know after the race walk through the the campground and and drink somebody else's beer. It's great. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's very you know it's it's always been like you know it's always been a family orientated thing. I mean it's it's like any sport. There's ups and there's downs. And it's no different than hockey or soccer or basketball or golf or whatever it is, but. Typically, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you you're accomplishing. You know, when when you win a race or run on the top five, and you know you're you're part of that team, it makes you feel good. What you're doing and your commitment and the time you've given up is is rewarded in that way of the of the success of it, right? So that that's really, I mean, that's what the whole this whole sport's been built on it. Whether you watch the the cup racing or truck racing or Pinty's racing or bone stock at Sobble Speedway or whatever it is, you know, the people that it takes to do that, uh, they have a commitment. They've committed to do it, whether it's the driver and his family and his buddies and whatever it is, but, you know, and that's, uh, that, that's really it's pretty amazing, really, when you think about it, especially in this day and age, because typically getting commitments to do anything is pretty tough, but it seems, uh, it seems that this sport's kind of still held in there, so. Yeah, this goes full circle. Uh, Last week, we had Dave White on the show. Whitey was on with us. Uh, We were talking about the chassis building end of it. And, uh, you know, I I go back in my memory bank, Mark, and I I don't know whether it was 2009 or 2010. Sue and I uh, started uh, the the year out. You were there. uh, Practice day at Delaware Speedway. It was Lake April something. And uh, went over and I interviewed DJ Kennington for the very first time. 
And DJ said, well, I got a brand new crew chief this year. Uh, he's a young kid. He's sleeping on my couch. His name is Dave White. Uh, he doesn't know anything yet. He said, but he's going to be my crew chief, and I'm going to learn him all the way through. And, uh, you know, I think back to that very day. And one of these days, Mark, I'm going to dig that interview out. Uh, because when you look at the landscape today, and we had Dave White on last week, and he's a premier builder in the sport now. How about that for full circle? There's a guy that was just a kid, and now look where he is today. And that's what can happen in this sport. Uh, you may be listening to this program somewhere, wherever you are, and you think, you know, maybe I want to get into short track racing in one way, shape, or form. Don't be surprised. If you are really genuinely interested in doing it, don't be surprised 20 years from now if you're on a radio show like this or what have you, and you're talking about, yeah, and we just won our first championship in Pinties. Because that's what can happen if you're dedicated, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild, I can tell you that. I'm excited for this year, Mark. I know we all are coming off this pandemic. Uh, it's got to be music to everybody's ears. Good to hear that you're healthy. You're feeling good, and you're getting ready to jump back into that race car. Uh, fans are going to come unglued. Do you have a full season plan, Mark, where you're going to be in the seat for all those races? Or are you going to be in and out, do the ovals, and then ha hand the wheel off and, uh, you know, no, do something I'm else? I'm running them all. You're going to do them all. This is I'm going to do them all. I, you know, the dirt races, I've never yeah. raced on dirt before. I, I'll end up spending more time laughing on the thing, but that. <laughs> Probably, probably, uh, there's a possibility that I might put someone different in for that race. Just, uh, but chances are it'll be me. I'll, you know, I'll go, I'll give her. I'm, I'll be no scared. I'll get at her. You'll never her. get another chance. You better go no, do I it know. now. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. I, I was, uh, I was excited originally back in whenever it was, 2020. I, I had talked to Pete Picknell and I was going to put Pete in the car because that was kind of cool, you know. Him being old, an older generation like me, I thought yeah. that was a cool thing, but but uh, that won't work for this year. So, either way, I, well, I'll either have someone big in it, or I'll have a, another big guy be in it. <laughs> uh, one yeah, of but, your one of your cup buddies might come in, eh? <laughs> Joel Robinson. Know, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Jo Joel Robinson, if you're listening, Mark just pointed out something that's really cool. But you'll be laughing in the car, you know, in there. It would be so cool. You see, like, hockey and football and basketball where they have the hot mics, you know, on the drivers oh. or on the on the players. I think that, you know, obviously everybody's got a radio, but you got to hit that button to hear what the driver's thinking. Yeah. yeah if yeah. there was a hot mic in behind the, the thing where it was just recording the whole time, yeah. I imagine it would be absolutely hilarious at the end of that dirt race. Because there, there'll be a lot of yeah. O's and O's <laughs> and idiots and yeah. <laughs> all the great I stuff. I spent half the, half the road course races laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have. It's unbelievable how, what, how wild some of these the kids are. They didn't give her. I mean, I'm just like, are you not there? Like, <laughs> She's, she's wide open, and I mean, where they send that car sometimes is just unbelievable. Yeah, what are you <laughs> thinking, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, you know, watching Tag go, and then Andrew and those guys, Gary, and you know, there's a there's a whack of them. It's uh, it's uh, Kevin Lacroix at, uh, at uh, Icar last year in the rain was just something that I that was crazy. Can't even I can't even explain to you 
what that it was a clinic it was an absolute clinic one of the in 40 years of racing that was one of the biggest clinics i've ever had given to me in my <laughs> life and had the honor to watch because it was unbelievable yeah and you had a perfect seat for it right uh, it was unreal it really was it was amazing you know just he just wheeled it and and it wasn't even like it was raining. He's faster in the rain than I am in the dry. <laughs> uh, incredible. Mark DeLeaf, one final question for you tonight. Uh, and it's somewhat unrelated, although it is related. Uh, your golf tournament. You do a charity golf tournament each and every year, and you have for a lot of years. Do you have your golf t- uh, uh, tournament all now laid we, out? Over the last bit, with the, you know, with the last few years, now we haven't been able to do anything because of the right. pandemic and that. It might be something that we get going again. You know, not, probably not this year because again, it takes a lot of planning and that. But mm. it's possible we could do one in the fall this year. But it's, but probably for 2023, we'll get it going again. Well, you got a big heart, my friend, and you've done a lot of good fundraising with it and. Uh, uh, good on you for doing everything that you're doing. I can't wait to see you back on track there, kid. It's going to be an exciting 2022, I can tell you. Yeah, it should be good. I'll be there May 14th at sunset. Come you, on out. You betcha. Mark Dilly, thanks for the time tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Great job. You bet. Mark Dilly, uh, you're going to see him in the 64 car. Uh, he's going to be exciting, you can guarantee it. Uh, lots of experience and I kid you not, the man can get it done. Mark my words, especially Edmonton. I don't know what it is, uh, and I I totally missed that. I'm glad to see Edmonton is on that schedule. Uh, That's where I think uh, you're going to see Mark Dilley go to the front. He is going to be one tough customer to beat out there. Uh, That and uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway, Wynick Group or Auto Clearing for those elderly fans, that is Sutherland. Motor or Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Sutherland or Sunderland? No, Sutherland. 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 Okay. I do believe. Uh, Matt Shirley got a message yeah. from Matt. Matt's going to join us here April the tenth. I nice. do believe. And uh, yeah, they're gearing up. He's going to be ready to go for the Rattler and the uh, Bridge City Two Hundred. Everything's coming together for the big auto clearing race out there, or Sutherland Automotive. Yeah, Mark uh, did touch on the fact that it is a Leland race. Um, when you show up to an NASCAR Pinty's race, it depends on where it is. There's, you know, the local home crowds, right? Mm-hmm, you go to yep. you go to Trois Rivières. There's like home crowds for like six different drivers, so there's lots of team shirts walking around. Oh yeah. Um, but when you go to Saskatoon, um, and and you walk in through the the front gate, it, Leland does it up right. Yeah. They have. Man, it felt like there was, the last time we were there, it felt like there was a thousand people there that were Leland. Really? It was absolutely incredible to see the involvement from that company. Um, you know, obviously, Leland has been a huge supporter of the NASCAR Pinty Series. Um, they they do a wonderful job with what they, you know, do on their marketing side. Yeah. But, I mean, at that event, um, you know... If you if you could see the amount of Leland people that were there, the size of the tent, um, you know everybody was interacting with one another. Yeah, um, just a phenomenal job, and and I wouldn't doubt. You know, he touched on it in his interview, so you know it's a big focal point in the year. Um, you know, when you when you look at uh, at that event. You'll see a tremendous amount of Leland people at that race, and and he'll be he'll be guns a charging for that race. Oh, you can bet. Uh, Mark Dilley uh, will be gunning to get that win. You can guarantee it. 
A quick break. When we come back, a young driver, one that made his debut in the NASCAR Penny Series just last year, and he is a brand ambassador for Speedway. Who am I talking about? Sam Fellows. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. This is Glenn Hertzke, the driver of number 14 Super Late Model at Auto Clearing Motors Speedway. Race Time Radio will be right back. The wait is over. It's live, flight-to-flight coverage on Race Time Radio from Penticton Speedway in British Columbia. Saturday, April 30th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Western Rattler 300 for Super and Pro Late Models, plus the Western Rattler Street Stock 100. It's all live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Keep her one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by... Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quick Wick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. For two decades. Hello, fellow Americans. The artists who make history. It's the music that keeps me going. Oh, yeah. Have made it. Here, we live 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more. We're going to do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover. 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection, only on the SXM app. Thank you so much. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist, Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM Channel 20, Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. We're just getting started, and Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But if I was a pet man, I'd say he will. Now, back to Race Time Radio and the Joes, Joe and Joe Jr. 
And just like that, we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. I got Sam Fellows on the other end of this hotline, and he's going to be saying, Joe, what the hell? You told me 7.40, and now it's, what, uh, 20 after 8? I'm not, hey, Sammy, not bad. I'm only about 45 minutes late here, bud. Uh, How are you doing tonight? No, I'm good. Joe, you won't believe it, but I actually went to uh, journalism so I, I can uh, empathize with you a bit on that. Okay. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad one of us did. <laughs> Sam, uh, quick, quick, be, before we get into everything, quite a race weekend on the road course. Uh, what did you think of that NASCAR weekend? Yeah, you know, I am super happy for uh, Ross. Ross is a guy that I got to work with um, in 2019. Um, we, we have the, the ability to help out some of the Chevy drivers when they come to CTMP um, when they were coming for the truck truck race. So uh, we had a day where it was uh, Ross, uh, Sheldon Creed, and uh, a couple other drivers uh, in Chevys at the time. And Ross is just such a nice guy, and he was super impressive um, right away. It was his first day ever, I think, at CTMP, just kind of a, a practice day in some, in some Corvettes and Camaros, street cars. And um, honestly, just talented dude super nice we went to dinner after and and got to know him a little bit so i couldn't be happier with the outcome today and um no it was great great race i I got to catch the last 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 20 laps or so but even just 20 laps seems like a lifetime at coda it's just such a long lap so awesome stuff yeah it sure is and and ross uh, a quick story about ross Chastain. Uh, I believe it was either the first year of the Silverado 250. It was. Was it the first year or the yeah, second when year? Yeah, when he showed up with Brad Kozlowski. Right yes. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was the end. Uh, I had uh, Ross. I got to meet him at Daytona a couple of years before. Um, but that particular year was the first year of the uh, Silverado 250 weekend. We're at CTMP. Uh, got Ross before the race, got him after practice, got all these clips with him. And then uh, he goes out and runs the 250. He came in seventh that day, and uh, yeah. he was so excited. You would have thought that Ross Chastain won that race, Sam. Uh, he was really, really excited. And I said, Ross, like, great job, man, top 10. And he goes, Joe, you have no idea. He said, this is a... Uh, like, I mean, a really, really old Brad Kozlowski truck. And he goes, I, we shouldn't have even been in the top 20 in this thing. And he said, <laughs> yeah. I got a seventh place at the end of the race. He was so excited. But that is genuine Ross Chastain, right? What a great guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, just I- incredible. So, hey, uh, let's get to the point then, shall we? Uh, last year, you made your debut in the NASCAR Penny Series. First of all, we haven't we haven't had you on here about that. How did you like it? What did you think of the series? Uh, you know what? I, I loved it. I had so much fun. Um, in fact, I think the whole family had so much fun. Um, it it remind, took me back to you know some of my dad's racing days, just being in a NASCAR paddock again and and hanging out and having you know my mom helping out, my brother around, my girlfriend was helping out. My dad was like my spotter, so it was it was like roles reversed from the last time uh, he did a cup race. Like it was was twenty thirteen. I was spotting for him, so it was like roles reversed in a way. But no, we had so much fun, and um, yeah, it was. I felt like I was always maybe putting a bit too much pressure on myself in sports cars, <clears throat> and um, so we just decided over COVID, you know, let's go try something 
different and let's do some stock car racing. Never been on an oval in my life. Um, obviously, the road course stuff was a little bit more familiar, but still got a bit of work to do, I think, just getting used to the way the car handles on a road course. But I had so much fun, especially on the oval, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and by the end of the year at Delaware, we, we were, you know, we were in there. We just uh, messing around inside the top 10 a little bit, but just didn't get, you know, lucky with the way. Uh, some of the uh, breaks came, yeah. um, just uh, got into trouble, and that's the way it is, but I think it comes with experience just to be able to keep your nose clean, and, and uh, you know, like everyone will tell you, you got to get to the end, right? So oh, we had yeah. so much fun, though. That's the, uh, that's the, <laughs> that's to sum it up, it was just pure fun. Hey, I, I watched every single lap from, from up in the spotter stand, and I watched your dad. Your dad's a pro spotter, by the way. It was uh, it was fun. We uh, we got to hang out at, uh, at Flamborough and uh, down at uh, at Three Rivers down in, in the end of Pit Lane, the worst spotter stand in the world, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there. But uh, you did a wonderful job, man. You know, when you look at... Uh, at everything that uh, that was thrown at you, obviously there was mechanical failures in there. Um, you know, you you overcame a bunch of adversity on the racetrack. Um, you raced with, you know, there's a lot of guys that come in, you know, that 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 don't have experience, that that maybe don't have the caliber of car that the front guys have at an oval, right? And they come in and they try to be Superman out there on the racetrack. You raced with a tremendous amount of respect, but still got a lot out of the car. So it's easy to race with a lot of respect and be slow, right? Like when right. you look at some yeah. guys, they, they go out on the racetrack and, and they're like, look, I just want to learn and I just want to stay out of everybody's way. And that's great, but you're not learning nothing if you're trying to stay out of the way. Right. And yeah. and when, when I watched you out there um, learning, right, it, you... You learned, you got better every single lap that you were on the racetrack, whether it be practice, whether it be qualifying, whether it be the race. Um, you got better every single step of the way. Um, and, you know, when the leaders would get to you, um, you know, in, in long green flag runs, um, you would would leave a lane, but you stayed racing. And it's so easy for... Um, you know, somebody that's learning, coming up through the ranks to just, like, once the leaders get there, they just give up, right? And they just pull over and let her go. And and you you raced with a tremendous amount of respect, but also continued to race. Um, and it, it's, it was impressive to watch um, every single time that you hit the racetrack on the ovals. Because I know that you can tell that you're very comfortable when you hit the racetrack on the road courses. Um, but by the end of it, man, you, you really hit, hit your stride and, and I really look forward to seeing you on the racetrack as you progress with this, because, uh, um, really it takes a long time to learn those things and you already had a tremendous amount of the veteran traits. Thank you. That's very, that's very good to hear. I think the first time I ever sat in a, in an oval on an oval car was literally, you know, two, three weeks before the first. Pinty's race that we did at, at Tour Riviere, and we wanted to. We were working with Jim Bray a little bit in the in the sportsman uh, car, and can we do a couple sportsman races with Jim and and you know get a little bit of, of track time? And the very first time I sat in that car and did, turned a lap in that car at Delaware, I'll be honest. I I thought to myself coming through on that first flying lap, like what the hell am I doing? I don't know <laughs> if I got any clue what I'm doing in this car, but it, you know it was so much fun just working with my dad. And uh, and the crew chief Mike Knott and and Jim, 
and uh, and just figuring out like you know how, what makes what, how you go fast on an oval and and you know my dad has some oval experience obviously not what he's um, you know known for typically but he's probably done more than than people think he has and um, so he he was helpful you know when it takes when it comes to just going fast and and being on the gas longer than, than the other guys that's all that matters right and so you have uh, my dad certainly <laughs> knows a thing or two about that, so it was cool. It was like the two of us kind of figuring out these cars, don't know a lot about the Pinty's cars, and, and just kind of bonding over that. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to be at the racetrack with you in a car. Uh, I, I haven't been there uh, with you in it, and I know I look forward to that. And I know uh, Sam and, t- you know, texting with you earlier today, uh, you are working on stuff for 2022, uh, it, yeah. Do you aspire one day now? Because I know you're involved at CTMP as well. Do you aspire one day to do both? You want to race like if you had I don't know the perfect scenario, would you run the full deal in Pinties and still work at the track? Is that w- would that be a beautiful day? <laughs> yeah, I um. Well, it's it's no secret I I have very flexible bosses at CTMP with my parents and. Carlo and our track president um, Miles Brandt, they they let me basically be very flexible with, um, you know, I, I've like I said, I, I do have a journalism degree, so I'm able to handle the some of the PR and the communications, and at the end of the day, able to say, you know, um, I really want to go racing on Victoria Day, uh, for example. So what do we got to do to make that happen? And and the last couple of years, it, it's worked out perfectly, just to be able to have people, uh, you know, we've got some experienced people who are still helping out like like jerry priddle for example uh wealth of, of experience in the pr game and in racing and um so we have you know some some experts who are able to come in and, and help out on the weekend but up to the leading up to the weekend you know I'm, I'm focusing a lot on multiple things on on being ready for the race weekend but also for that kind of the background that stuff so um that's kind of what i'm doing right now i guess um, is, is kind of balancing both, but yeah, no, I'm 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 trying to run the Pinty's uh, season full time. Um, obviously, with Jim in the '98 car, uh, that's the plan. But still got some some uh, budget to to finalize, some sponsors to uh, chase down, um, working on some deals. But you know, that's the that's the game plan for now. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And uh, you get, just keep your nose to the grindstone, man. You'll get that part of it done. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk CTMP, shall we? And uh, it, it, opening weekend is going to be that May long weekend. Uh, you got the NASCAR Pinties in. It's race number two for the series, mm-hmm. but race number one on your schedule. Uh, I know we haven't got the trucks coming in this year. It breaks my heart to say that, and I know it breaks everybody yeah. else's. But that's the world we live in today. But nevertheless, CTMP's got a wicked schedule planned. That's on the Canadian side. There's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, it, it's been kind of interesting, actually. Last year, being able to get back to some spectator events and and figuring out, you know, how do we do this and make it, you know, an all Canadian kind of highlight of of talent. And it's actually been really cool to, you know, say. You know, we've got we've got a you know a nice little spectrum of of cool racing uh, just in Canada, and uh, like you said, Victoria Day, uh, we're gonna have Pinty's uh, Nissan Sentra Cup, uh, FEL Sports Car Canada, the FEL uh, Radical Series as well, um, and the Super Production Challenge. Um, so it's it's gonna be all Canadian content. Uh, 
typically, yeah, that weekend has some, you know, world challenge, some Porsche cup, uh, from the States, that type of thing, but, um, all Canadian content for Victoria day. But I think that makes it almost, uh, that almost makes it, you know, different, but, but also very cool to have a, a Canadian holiday where we're, where we're kind of celebrating all that great Canadian talent. Yeah, it would. And I'll tell you, any fan that has not been to CTMP, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, we always short form it, CTMP. If you've never been to that racetrack and A, seen a race, but B, if you've never been and stayed the weekend, I'm telling you what, you're missing the boat. It is an awesome place to be. And you can go for the whole weekend uh, and you can get a different look every, I don't know, every 20 minutes if you want, because you can move around the facility, right, Sam? Yeah, for sure. That's why I tell people a lot. You know, there's lots of people who, who have experience with the street races, and it's, a, and it's an accessible way for people to kind of get into racing, especially, you know, downtown races you know, close to uh, the cities and stuff. But if you can go out to a track like CTMP, you really get, you know, the permanent racing facility experience, especially you know, being able to go, like you say, to, to multiple corners and, you know, just talking to my dad over the years, he was a fan first, right? And that's how he fell in love with racing was, you know, going to the Grand Prix back in the day and being able to walk the track. And I remember a story he used to tell me about uh, watching Ronnie Peterson in the wet and, and just walking to every corner and seeing, like, the wet line he did and, and actually learning some of the, of the racing and driving craft just by watching. Um, it's, it's, you know, those types of things that you can still do today. You can walk, you know, all around the park during a race, see every single corner, um, come for the day, camp for the weekend. And it's, it's, a, an incredible place. It's a special place for us, obviously, but, you know, a legendary Formula One circuit only an hour from Toronto. It's pretty special. Well, talking about walking around the racetrack, it's obviously <clears throat> far, right? So the paddock area, this is a funny story, and I've never shared this on here, but I should share it with you uh, and, and be thankful that, that CTMP still allows me on the property. Um, uh, so uh, it was my first year spotting at CTMP, um, and I was spotting for, um, for LP Dumoulin, um, and I was the turn five spotter. Right for Steckley Motorsports and and those guys. So um, it's rolling up to race time. Uh, it was the first year that it was Canadian Tire, right? Like uh, Canadian Tire is all over the place. Uh, there was Canadian Tire those limousine carts, uh, like golf carts, and uh, oh, yeah. there are three rows, right? Um, and they're the shuttles basically for everybody. And yep. um, I, you know, walked all the way down and and. I'm not the most athletic person. <laughs> I walked all the way down to turn five, and I was I was pretty wore out. You're you know? pooped. <laughs> I was. I was. And it's about it's about 20 minutes now, 20 minutes before the race, and uh, we go to do a radio check. And, you know, I, I put on the radio, and, and uh, I keyed the mic, and I said, I said, you guys got me? And it beep, beep, beep in my ear. And for everybody that's ever heard that beep, beep, beep sound, the radio is dead. Yeah. And I I reached in my bag, and sure enough, I did not have a second. I had a second battery, but it was not for the same radio. But it was a BBB. And too. we're 20 <laughs> minutes before the race. I mean, the guys are rolling around in the trucks, right, in the back of the trucks. And invocations are done. And uh, there was this pretty little blonde girl, and she was she was the driver of this, this uh, you know, one of the shuttles. And she had parked to go to the bathroom. Uh, there was a, a port-a-john, you know, right beside, and... 
And uh, me being me, I ran down and I jumped in the cart and I stole it. <laughs> and I I drove that cart like a bat out of heck back to the NASCAR Pinty's garage. And sure enough, got there just in time. Uh, grabbed a grabbed a battery. Grabbed actually all the batteries. There was like four batteries in my hand. And I hightailed it back. And by, by the time I got back there, there was all the security. She had she had called the cavalry. Somebody yeah. stole his darn cart. And uh, I said, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a spotter. I needed to go. And, and uh, th- they were super cool about it. But I'm not advocating for anybody to steal a cart. But, I thought uh, you were going to say you were you rolled up and said, I caught the guy that stole this cart. Yeah, that would be awesome. I wasn't yeah. thinking that quick. I was just thinking, <laughs> get me up on the spotter stand. Yeah, yeah. Let's deal with this after. If you're going to charge me, go for it. But, uh, man, it was a lot of fun. It was funny. I still talk about it to this day. And uh, uh, CTMP will always hold a special uh, spot in my heart because it's the place where I committed Grand Theft Auto cart. <laughs> Yeah, well, I recall once being a uh, a kid without a driver's license and driving a golf cart around at uh, when it was when it was called Mostport. So yep. it was, uh, yeah. I think we all may have a, a good golf court, cart story, but that's the. Uh, uh, I was allow- I was supposed to be allowed to drive this one. I guess it's just uh, I got caught. So <laughs> your problem was you got caught. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, Sam. I know we look forward to finding out what all you get cooked up. Uh, is it safe to say you're going to be at race number one? Is that safe to say, or do we save this for another day and we get you back on this show and then we can spill all the beans all at one time? Yeah, I'd, I'd very much uh, like to, you know, get in there and start the start the, the season. I I, uh, I just don't want to change anything and say, oh yeah, for sure I'll be there, and then you know I'm not there. But that's the that's the plan for now is to get onto the grid uh, and uh, you know get uh, get going, and then uh, you never know because uh, even if we don't uh, finalize some of the deals that we want to before you know May 14th, you show up with what you have, and then if we can. You know, get some sponsors as we go, get some hopefully some top 10 finishes and see how it goes. And you never know how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, maybe we'll save it for uh, another day to uh, announce some official, official plans. But, yeah, that's certainly the the, uh, the plan for now. So that'll, the goal, let's call it. That'll be dynamite. And we can do that without <laughs> a problem. Uh, tickets for Victoria Day, are they on sale now or do fans uh, – uh, did, did they get to the website? Where do we point them to get tickets for the long weekend? Yes, as of uh, last Monday, they went on sale officially. Uh, so if you go to uh, CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com, go to the Get Tickets button, and you can get tickets for uh, our first two major events, so uh, for Victoria Day and for the uh, Vintage uh, Weekend on the 17th of June. So those two events are open for tickets now, and um, we'll be rolling out the uh, ticket sales for the other major events kind of as we go. But, yeah, Victoria Day right now on sale. So um, definitely really excited because that's an event that we've you know missed. This is going to be the first time, I'm pretty sure, since 2019 that we're going to host this event. So it's an it's, uh, important tradition for us uh, racing folks in uh, Canada to have racing at CTMP on the Victoria Day long weekend. So we're, we're really excited to get back to that. Oh, man, you and absolutely everybody else, it's going to be yeah. off the hook. Sam, uh, I, I'm going to get you back on this show before Victoria Fest weekend, 
uh, as Speedfest. We'll get you back on here. We'll touch. Uh, definitely want to fill everybody in on what's going to take place on that weekend. Of course, we know the NASCAR Pindy Series is going to be there. Uh, but there is a pile more that I want to get into. Uh, we're yeah. just up alongside the break, and i got to throw it back to Sirius XM. But uh, I look forward to getting you back on here with us, bud. Thank you so much for having me, Joe and Joe Jr. I appreciate it a lot. You betcha. That is Sam Fellows. We will get him back on here lots throughout the course of the year. Sounds like he's going to get set up in that race car. Uh, he's going to double duty. He's going to be doing the racing and the track. Look out. we got lots to look forward to. I can guarantee you that. We're going to hit this break when we come back. Out to BC we go. we got a street stock driver going to join us getting ready for the Western Rattler 100. All that and more. Stay with us. Hey, race fans. This is Tracy Hoskins at the Track Reporter for Race Time Radio. You are listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM Channel 167. Race Time Radio. We'll be right back. Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Well, temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick, fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick, quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian, and so is Quick, quick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com, and they ship to your door. Quick, quick, fire starters. They work. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Lay models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Lay model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia, and Quick Wick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight, uh, live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Back to the hotline we go. Let's welcome in Ellie Dunseeth. What's going on tonight, Ellie? How are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic. Well, what do you think? You're getting all ready to go for the Western Rattler 100, uh, part of the Western Rattler 300 weekend. You're getting ready to go for the street stock end of it. Uh, you got to be getting excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, you know. Like, usually the first race of the year isn't, like, it's a big one, but it's not. So getting all riled up to go for this big race with so much prize money in it is going to be super fun. I think it'll be a great way to open up the season, and it'll get everyone pumped for the rest of the season. I think we'll have a good class of cars as well, which will be great. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Ellie, what kind of experience do you have behind the wheel of a race car? You're a young lady. How how much experience do you have? Yeah, I started racing in 2015, actually. The first time I was ever in a vehicle was at Penticton Speedway in a Hornet car. Um, It was pretty good. So I raced one race in a Hornet. Uh, I lasted about seven laps. So the weekend after that, I was in a street stock. And ever since then, we've missed about maybe only three races or four races at Penticton Speedway. Oh, really? So is it safe to say you are from Penticton? Is that hometown for you? That's a hometown for me, yep. Cool. God love it. Now, uh, what is a Hornet car? Is is a Hornet car a four-cylinder? Is that is that what? Yeah, it's just okay. like a little Hornet or Acura. It's, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. And my grandpa used to own Penticton Speedway back in the day, so he's been around it for a very long time. So after seeing Trevor and the guys buy it and do all the updates, it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, to see the history of the track and then uh, to see it do the transformation, that's exciting, right? It's probably been in your blood for a long time. Yeah, I grew up going to racetracks, and my grandpa used to work on a late model, so we were all over the place, Yakima, Wenatchee, Penticton, Vernon back in the day. It was pretty pretty fun. We had a blast, and I just grew up on Saturdays going to the racetrack, so I finally decided to give it a try, and now we're here. You know, that's a name that is, it's got to be like the new Smyrna of the West Coast. Yakima, every single person that we talk to from the West Coast, and I'm, I'm sorry, not, I'm not pigeonholing you on this, on you know, in, into a certain group, but everybody that we talk to oh, yeah. from well, the West Side. That's where they go. They Yakima. go to Yakima. Yakima, yep. it, 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 like, it seemed like everybody um, absolutely loved that facility. and uh, Oh, it was beautiful yeah it's it's definitely going to be missed that uh it will for sure and that was always a goal of mine actually i always wanted to i used to go and watch the fall classic all the time there and my goal was i wanted to either race a street stock or a late model there and 
Unfortunately, now I don't think I'll be able to do that. Yeah. I yeah. want to do just corner three and four, but. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cameron Haley. Cameron yeah, Haley was, ran yeah. the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He's from out in Calgary. And uh, I met I met uh, Cameron when he was 13 years old, at least yep. 11 or 12, something like that, 13, at uh, Edmonton International Raceway. Uh, he went on to run the NASCAR Camping World Trucks, and uh, away he goes. But when he would come home, that's where he would go as Yakima, and I can recall one weekend he come home, and I don't know whether they had like a twin 100 or a twin 175 or something like that, but Cameron went down and he he took uh, he handed them all their butts. Uh, he ended <laughs> up winning it all. Did, did you ever watch Cameron Haley race in his day? I don't remember because I was so young when I went went there most of the time. And then the last time I went there, I don't think he was there. Yeah, right. Sure. Such right. a such a cool track, though. Like it, it is, it is that that one of those places that gets talked about. Every single West Coast driver that we talked to, you know, Brandon yeah. just mentioned it, um, you know, a couple weeks back. Uh, uh, you know, it, it just seems like a revolving uh, name that pops up uh, constantly. Another one is the Bullring, you know, uh, in, in Vegas. Uh, lots of people talk about that as well. But, um, Ellie, talk a little bit about the, the program. Obviously, uh, we've got a great picture of your car up on, on Racetime Radio. Um, familiar colors, that's for sure. Um, usually it's got a Seabird behind the wheel of a, of a car painted that color. Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty good. Um, I got the call from Trevor, and I was pretty excited about it. We've got, so I'll be running full-time in the street stock this season. Um, and I'm also going to be driving the, in the Challenge Series at Area 27 in one of their RS1 cars. Cool. I'll be doing a race or two in that. Ooh, you're going to be clipping it there. That's a fast track, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a road course, and I've never done road course before, so it'll definitely be a new experience, but I'm the type of person that when I'm determined to get good at something, I'll I'll make sure I do. Oh, and that's good, and you couldn't learn from better people than uh, Trevor Siebert, Riley, uh, like all those guys out there. Sounds like you're surrounded by the by the right people i can guarantee you that it's uh you're in for a lot of fun yeah it's definitely been an honor working with trevor so far and even al and everybody it's been so fantastic and i'm looking forward to meeting a lot more people this year um i really want to work hard to improve my skills and see where i can go well you're gonna go i can guarantee it so uh preparations now for the uh, western rattler 100 uh, we got the Venom 100 qualifying on Friday night. Uh, what, preparations for the car. Do you do any of the preparations back at your shop, or do the guys take care of the car and, uh, you know, you show up at the shop and get fitted? Or what? What's the scenario there? Yeah, well, I'm actually, uh, I live on Vancouver Island, so I haven't even gotten the chance to see the car yet, which is definitely, I've been thinking about it every day. Um, but I'm going to be going home a couple weeks early and we'll check out the car and shake it down a bit. And then my grandpa, he's a really great engine builder and he's really great at setting up race cars. So I'm sure if there's any tweaks we need to make, we'll have a lot of help surrounding us. And then we'll basically just go out there and qualify and see where we can go. Uh, I think it should be pretty good. I'm, I have quite a few laps around Penticton Speedway and I'm really liking the new track configuration. So that should be good. So you know the fast way around. Uh, do you have a special line on that speedway that you like calling your own? 
so my grandpa Andy, he's Andy Dunseed. He taught me from day one to always run that outside groove. So I love the outside. It's my absolute favorite place to be. If I'm starting on the inside of a race, if I have to lose a couple positions to get myself onto the outside, I'll always do it. That's yeah. incredible. And keep the momentum up, right? That's probably what Grandpa's thinking. Keep the momentum up, hon. Just keep it oh, rolling. Yeah. yeah, keep it rolling yep. on the high side. Yep, I love love the outside. I just think you can get so much momentum out there. If you if your car's in that perfect night, you'll always be good on the outside. Good stuff. How about sponsorship on your car and for the big weekend? Have you uh, got sponsorship all lined up, and who are they? Well, obviously, we've got Avion Motorsports, which will be fantastic. And uh, we have a couple sponsors that have been with us since day one. That's Brutus Truck Bodies and Penticton and James Gang Excavating, who's another really good sponsor of ours from Penticton as well. So that should be really awesome. Uh, I love supporting them, and I want to be a good name for them. Okay. How about social media? Fans are listening in across this beautiful country of ours, and they want to find out more about Ellie. How can they do that? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Dunseith Racing. And on my Facebook as well, it's just Dunseith Racing. Okay, final question for you. Uh, what would it mean to you to win the Western Rattler 100? What would it mean to you? I think it would definitely be an honor. I've been thinking night and day about this new ride with Avion Motorsports, and I really want to be able to show them what I could do. And I think winning the Rattler would just be an amazing opportunity to try and show them what I can do and see where the season's going to go. Yeah, it leads to more, right? If you can get a really good start at the end of April here, uh, you never know where it could propel you, right? Well, and when you start off with a win or even a podium at the first race of the year, you have so much motivation to just keep doing that all season long. And I'm hoping we can get a couple wins under our belt this season and Definitely use this car to the most of our potential. Well, I can bet there's a lot of young ladies out there that are uh, listening to this very program that are going to start following you or backing you. They're going to be cheering for you. I can see it coming, Ellie. Well, I always try to be a motivation and an inspiration to young girls, so I'd love that. Have you heard of Ladies of the Oval? Have have you heard? I haven't. Okay, so Ladies of the Oval, I, I suggest you check it out. Um, uh, uh, Sam Shaw um, uh, here in Ontario, um, they they have a calendar every year, um, and they also have a sponsorship program that's a, that's attached to it, um, and uh, they feature uh, lots of uh, uh, female racers across the country. Um, but uh, definitely check it out because you're a perfect candidate for uh, for Ladies of the Oval, yeah, and good and, call. and we've we've had uh, uh, numerous uh, uh, of the competitors that uh, that are a part of it. But but definitely check it out, Ladies of the Oval, and uh, and get in contact with them because there's uh, there's some pretty good uh, prize money in there as well. Oh, that's awesome. I'll definitely check it out as soon as I get off the phone here. <laughs> Very good. Ellie, this has been great catching up with you. I know we look forward to actually meeting you out at the Speedway. We'll be out there Thursday night for practice and then into Friday for that Venom 100 qualifier and then on into uh, the big weekend, the Western Rattler 100 and the Western Rattler 300. This is going to be off the chip and I know you're going to play a factor in this, young lady. This is going to be cool. 
Awesome. Thank you. It's been an absolute honor talking to you guys, and I'm really looking forward to meeting you as well. You betcha, Ellie. You have fun out there on the island, and it's, what, a couple more weeks. That's it, kid, and you're going to be behind the wheel. <laughs> I'm excited. You betcha. Thanks so much for the time tonight, Elle. Thank you. You betcha. That's Ellie Dunseith. Uh, she's going to be behind the wheel. It's going to be huge, Junior. Uh, it's been a great night. We've had a lot of great guests on the show. Uh, we really want to thank you all for tuning in. Got to thank Susie Q right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Junior, that's going to do it for us. Another week in the books. And your computer didn't crash, but the recording device did. So. It did. Well, that's okay. We, <laughs> we have we have everything that we actually need taken care of this We're time around. Golden. Yes, we are. Hey, have a great race week, everybody. Yeah, have a good one, and we will catch you again next Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. It's Race Time Radio. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 